Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Thursday, Brenda. Happy Thursday. Happy oh, Thursday. my God. Wow. Big turnaround. Week. I know. Quick turnaround. Quick turnaround. And um, it is Thursday, so we do have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Real special. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, Jelia. Hello. <laughs> Today we have on our very, very good friend, Liz, because we're going to be talking about some more Valentine's Day stuff, but in a little bit of a different sector than we talked about on Monday. And we felt like we needed some help from our good old pal to cover this topic. Yeah, and we had asked you guys a couple of, I want to say weeks ago, days ago, who knows, um, just about like whether you're into the expert vibe, which of course you are, but also so many of you said that you still wanted to get some insight on people in our life that we constantly talk about. We always refer to people on the show um, and we haven't introduced you to all the special people in our life. So Liz, we've been friends for probably also over 15 years and I actually work with Liz at my full-time job. So we get to see a whole lot of each other and we just have so many productive and deep conversations throughout the days or in the mornings at the gym and Julia and I were just talking earlier today and we're like you know what I feel like Liz would add such a unique different and relatable perspective that both Julia and I can't offer at this time um and that's our goal for you guys we want you to feel connected we want you to feel heard seen and the episodes in which we get the most feedback or the most response from you guys is when you feel like somebody is inside your brain and speaking the thoughts and feelings that you feel too so we know you're gonna feel a lot of that today yeah and it's always fun to have like different perspectives than just ours on because I feel like not only does it help our audience but it also helps us think differently about things totally you know, you need those different opinions. So Liz, say hello, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and how old you are. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, first of all, I feel very special right now. <laughs> you guys really hyped me up. Um, but my name is Liz. I'm 24. Um, I'm from Long Island. What else did you ask me to say? I grew up with these two crazy kiddos. <laughs> oh, um, and yeah, what'd you ask me to say? Wow, I'm very nervous. Can you tell? You're good. You're good. You're, you're amazing. We, we love you. You're already killing it. Um, we'll break down your nerves a little bit because we'll go into our favorite segment before we start the real deep chat. It's a good way to kick it off. So it's time for Pride and Pickle. Yay. Oh, Liz wow. did a dance for Pride and Pickle. Wow. We need her every week. Damn. Oh my God. Look at that. You, Pride that and Pickle a... dance every week. Um, that was you want to kick it off since you're our guest? We don't usually do Pride oh and Pickle. Oh my gosh. But sure. I think I'm going to start with a pickle because do it. I feel like when people say like, I have one good thing and one bad thing, like you start with the bad thing and the good thing makes it better. Right. So mm-hmm. I would say my pickle that's on the top of my mind is I had a pretty rough morning, can't lie to you. Um, But I do continually find myself falling back into old thought patterns from the past. And I feel like I've grown so much in such a short time. Mm -hmm. So I feel this feeling of like, oh, I should be over this by now. Or I should like, why do I still feel this way? Or why do these thoughts still come up? So one thing that I'm really battling, especially today was like, oh, um, like work related, like you're not good at your job. You're not doing the best you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other people who can do this job better than you. So I do come up against that. Um, I think my- that so many of us do that. Yeah. yeah. Like you think it's only you and then you hear other people and you're like, oh wait, you also do that? Like, why do we I all think you do that? It's so fun to, to have that realization too, because like the amount of times that I'm like, whoa, I thought that was only me. And like, we're all living the same life. This is yeah. great. But yeah. yeah, so that's definitely my pickle. My pride. Do I do my pride now? Yeah, right. 
yeah. me acting like I've never listened to the show and I listen to every episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me think my pride. Honestly, I think that for a couple of months, I really was very restful and I do love my rest. Um, but I have since then this week kind of rejuvenated my drive to like get shit done and do the damn thing and like wake up early and go to my workouts and drink all my water and, you know, eat the, the meals that make me feel like revitalized and energized. Um, and it's just interesting because I also have been battling like health issues. Like I've had migraines all week, but like my mindset is so solid on like, it's fine. Like I will get through this and I'm going to push through and power through and do the thing I said I was going to do. So I think that's my pride is that I'm really, I'm really proud of myself for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much to be proud of. And I think in terms of the pickle and work thing, it's so funny how many people like jump to whether it's like a like jump to like, oh my gosh, what, what if I get fired? Or like, I'm going to get fired because of this. I literally did that today. Me and Li- I was re- reading something for something I'm doing on the side. And I got a message that was simply some really sweet feedback with a smiley face. And my initial thought was, oh my God, they're going to hate everything I'm doing. Oh my God. Um, and it, yeah, and you it always put genuine- so much more pressure on your, like, on yourself and like people yeah how do I say I need to say this perfectly like how do I say it perfectly and then all right cool like what seriously it's so crazy how much we can overthink that stuff and then in in terms of just like expectations for ourselves and whatnot I think that's really common those like having I well I know it's really common but I think that it's something that we don't talk about as much where there's this place where there's like an expectation of ourselves or comparison to our past selves two weeks ago, two years ago to whatever. Um, but then at the same time, there's like, where is this line where like, yes, this is a valid, I don't want to say excuse because excuse isn't the word, but like, this is a valid reason to make this choice versus like, am I going easy on myself? Like, and not related to your migraine, your migraine is a, a legit thing, but I think that it's related to like so many other situations where people have a difficult time being like, okay, am I like being honest with myself right now? Or am I not? obviously a migrant is a physical reaction, but I think the, the like mental reaction of any other circumstance can be so tricky to distinguish because it's easy to like convince ourselves of other things. Um, but yeah, all like super relatable and valid things. Um, for me, my pride, no, I guess I'll do my pickle first too. Um, just to like be a part of everybody. (laughs) Um, my pickle is, (laughs) follower um my pickle is like I guess similar in the same vein as Liz that I think to an extent in some ways I've gone a little bit easier on myself uh, within the past couple of weeks and I'm glad that I have like in some ways I really needed it but I think it's funny how we can kind of cross a line sometimes where we're like okay like this is me still not like owning my shit or being the best me or stuff like that and it's just it's interesting how we can make those excuses um hard to navigate like I feel like yeah it's easy like that's something easy to beat yourself up for but it's something that we should be more forgiving on because it's a hard line to navigate and it's changing like sometimes yeah you know it's like an ever-changing line so I think it's one of those things that it's just like yes like great to be aware of but also be easy on yourself because it's not like a black or black or white answer yeah I think that's actually a really good point is that the the barometer changes like what may have been like something as silly as like, Jew, I know you've been saying when it came to like walks, like you used to walk ghosts three times a day because she didn't have a backyard. And now that she has the puppy park, like you do it less. So it's not that like necessarily your standards for yourself has changed, but like your situation has changed. Same with honestly myself and Liz, when it comes to walks and whatnot, which we really enjoy, like it's really fucking cold and we don't want to go outside. Um, So just like surface. Oh, oh, poor you. (laughs) I'm just, um, I'm just really trying to convince you to come here. I, I feel 70, it. I, 70, it's gorgeous out. I can't even I just, I also feel like we don't need that much convincing. Like, <laughs> I think they'll say here, it twice so, and okay, I'll be there. But you're not here. So I'm, I'm still doing the work, you know? <laughs> She's dropping freaking hints left and right, you guys. We'll, we'll figure something out. <laughs> um, And then my pride is honestly just something that, I guess in the spirit of aspects of just relationships and whatnot, something that I really love and appreciate about like my partnership with Chris is he's always referred to things as ours, like 
and I, I don't know, it's some, it's weird. I don't know if it's based on like stuff that I saw growing up and whatnot that, um, I always like felt like even though people were married that like things felt divided, like this is my money or this is this and whatnot. And for some reason, like we're not even married. And I, I just really value the fact that like simple, silly things, like he always refers to as ours. And I think that it just makes me feel very valued and validated in the sense of like, there's no need to like fight for something. And I know it shouldn't be that way, but for some reason it still like shakes me in a very positive way that like, there isn't that, I don't know, like tension that exists. Mm-hmm. Weird, but yeah, I value it. Brenda, what about you, Julia? Beautiful. that's <laughs> beautiful. We really got to say that more. It's really good. Um, it's okay, iconic. I'll start with my pickle since we're all doing that. My pickle is that I got a pedicure this morning, but I was in a rush. I was in a rush because I like literally had like like 45 minutes in order to get this pedicure done. Like I didn't even get my nails. So I'm like, just went and got a pedicure. And the I walk in and I was like, how long is it going to be? And the lady was like, right now. And I was like, amazing. And then I sit down and then they didn't start doing it for a half hour. Liars. So, liars. So obviously I didn't wait long enough for them to dry. And then as soon as I got home, I stubbed my toe and I chipped my toenail. I'm so oh, no. mad. Oh, Honestly, if I, if I was in a situation where they said, oh, right now, and then you make me wait 30 minutes, my New York, Long Island, start oh, clapping I my was, hands would come out. I would, so, like, like that, if it's going to be half hour, that's fine. But like, tell me I wouldn't have stayed. Like I would have went home, yeah. like, maybe like did things differently and came back later. But like, I sat there for a half hour. I was like, my, like, literally, I thought that my eyes were going to bulge out of my head. I was, like, looking <laughs> around, like, staring all the people down, being like, remember me, remember me. Um, but, yeah, so then, like, I fucking did, and I, like, you know, paid for it, and it wasn't cheap, I'll tell you that. And, um, and I fucking stubbed my toe, and I, and it's chipped, and I'm so mad. I can't Aww. get over it. I can't move on. Do people in California like show their toes consistently? Because it's well, I hot. I have to wear heels tonight and my toes were disgusting. And I was like, I can't go somewhere like this with my toes like this. And um, and I had no time any other time to do it. So so I had to go. It was non-negotiable. And you know, it's not, it's not much better. I'm uh, so sorry, Julia. Also, this is my nails are blank. Disgusting. <laughs> This is unrelated. Well, actually, it is related. Every time someone says the word disgusting, I think of you. Like the way that you say it is so specific. It is. It's just like you put so much emphasis on the consonants. You're like, she does. Disgusting. It's disgusting. (laughs) Just like like, that. I never knew that about myself. It Mm -hmm. makes it sound like the word is described. Like the Mm -hmm. word that you're like, it makes it sound gross. Like it's disgusting. Yeah, it could because it is. Like, <laughs> look at that. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely gross. It's, it's definitely gross. gross. I oh. toes are so ugly. Oh my god. Maybe my toes are so ugly because my great grandma's toes are so fucked up. Oh, <gasps> thought about sure, that. That's genetic for sure. That's genetic, huh? You think that's why my toenails fall off too? Hmm. Um, I hate that about you. <laughs> I hate that about <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really do. That. I know, I know. It's really bad. It's it's one of my worst traits that I have no control over. For sure. My, my huge ass second toe. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, sorry for everyone that hates feet, but yeah, so annoying. So like that was upsetting. But you're welcome to everyone who loves feet. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone who loves feet. I truly, I truly can't get over it. I keep staring at it like in the hopes that it will like unchip, but that won't happen. <laughs> it won't happen. But I, I but I kind of like believe that it will. But it yeah, will. you keep believing, baby. I, when I think I'll of, manifest it for you. Thank you. When so I think much. of feet, I think of that video IGTV. I don't know why I don't remember any of the videos we post, but I remember the one where you dip your toe in peanut butter. You oh, know what I'm yeah. talking about? That's a good one. That's a good one. Never did sell my feet pictures. Still debating it. Yeah. Never. Did. I say do it. Right. Get that coin, baby. I, I know, but I feel like it's a, it's um uh what's it called like a over oversaturated market yeah 
you know? I don't know. You got some cute toes, sugar. I know. This is the unchecked one. <laughs> oh, God. You always <laughs> oh, display no. them on such a weird way. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we've, we have more important things to get to, um, but I'll say my pride. My pride this week is that um, I was in San Francisco this past weekend because we went to meet um, Nathan's new nephew. And it, I forgot how cute babies are. <laughs> just slipped your mind. <laughs> I, just, my mind. I just hadn't like been around a baby in a long time and he was really cute and Nathan was really cute with him. Oh, that's very beautiful. So beautiful. We There's something about a man with a baby. Yeah, there's something about a man and a baby, and it was <laughs> ridiculous. It was really, really cute. Okay, so everybody knows how much I absolutely love skincare and how much I hate when your skin is like dry and dehydrated and crackly. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. Brenda was just talking to me about how her skin's feeling extra dry, but we have found the solution because one of my favorite brands, The Way, has come out with two amazing new products to help keep us moisturized and hydrated during this cold, cold winter. I'm talking about The Way Melrose Place Body Cream and The Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. I never really think about the cleanser that I'm using on my body, but it is so important to take care of our body just as much as we're taking care of the skin on our face. After all, our body is the biggest organ and we better take care of it and I'm going to with the way Melrose Place body cleanser because it balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue it gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather it's skin softening it has hydrating oils and it has high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rosehip oil which I absolutely love and you can experience the new way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser your body your way go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code believe B-L-E-A-V to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com code believe. Go get slippery and hydrated girl. Hydration looks good on you. One of my favorite things to do in the whole wide world is online shopping. Who doesn't love online shopping? And so I have my credit card information and my personal information saved on about like a hundred different websites. So I can like go in easily, get what I want, one, two, three, click, 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 all the information saved and have it shipped right to my house. I also travel a lot and work in public spaces a lot where I'm using public Wi-Fi. And I started to realize that hmm, maybe all of my personal information is not so safe just sitting there on the internet while I'm using public Wi-Fi or where someone can hack in and steal all my information. So this is where NordVPN comes into play. NordVPN is premium cybersecurity. It's also the fastest VPN in the whole wide world. So this is going to protect me and protect all of my personal information from hackers, anyone that's trying to do internet things that I don't understand and steal my information, which... uh, nobody wants. So NordVPN is the cybersecurity that we all need. Some of my favorite things about NordVPN are that I can access content from over 59 different countries by changing my virtual location with one click, which is so amazing if I'm traveling abroad and I want to watch Netflix or something. Also, like I said before, when I'm traveling, I'm often using unsecure airport or restaurant Wi-Fi. Sometimes I like to work at a coffee shop and public Wi-Fi is notorious for being a hotbed for hackers to steal data, which is not good. So NordVPN VPN gives me some peace of mind when I'm doing that. And my internet traffic is routed through a secure encrypted tunnel, which protects my data and privacy whenever I'm on the web. I could also have six devices on NordVPN, which is absolutely crazy because that covers my laptop, my phone, my iPad, even my smart TV. So don't let yourself be vulnerable to hackers. NordVPN protects me and it can protect you too. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. 70% off plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. A simple way to protect yourself and your information while doing what we're all best at doing, scrolling on the web, NordVPN. Okay, but moving on, Brenda, why don't Mm. you lead us off? Yeah, Um, well, part of the reason why I thought Liz 
beyond many of the reasons, um, would be so powerful to have on the show, just specifically around this time was just because I've seen her grow so much, like literally before my eyeballs for over the past couple of months. And so much of it has really been related to like love and relationships and all of that stuff. And we have a lot of conversations around just like what being in a relationship signifies either to ourselves or what we think it says about us or what society thinks about us as a result or what they think they may think. Um, and she's just shared so openly, like her level of self-awareness has just grown in this way that I'm like, it's so difficult to even describe because it's, it's so beautiful and like deep. Um, but she was sharing with me yesterday in terms of like loneliness or how we can crave connection and how we kind of like can simultaneously feel that discomfort or desire and still like choose to align with what we know we actually want. So yeah, I just think it's relatable in so many ways when it comes to Valentine's day and just like not being in a romantic relationship at this time and not really knowing, not even not really knowing, but like there's so much uncertainty, you know? So I feel like Liz can speak to maybe any and all of the feels right now. Um, or even how today we were in CVS looking at some Valentine's day, like hearts. And she's like, that shit used to bother me. And now I'm unaffected. Yeah. It's so true. I think that like, this is also a very interesting Valentine's day for me because I went from literally not having a boyfriend for my entire life for Valentine's day. Like for some reason, the timing just always worked out that it would kind of end. Um, actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, I think I'm a liar because <laughs> I definitely did have a boyfriend in high school for Valentine's Day, but I digress. Um, it's been a really long time. Yeah. And then I was in a relationship for almost two years. Um, and so Valentine's Day fell twice in our relationship. So this is the first time in those two years that I will be single again for Valentine's Day. And I really think that I am so, what's the word I'm looking for? Like content. I'm just so content being single. And I feel this is the first time I felt absolutely no pressure to like find a boyfriend real quick or like find a date or I don't know, just like have those feelings. But like, obviously those thoughts come up, um, especially since I'm now single of like, loneliness and it, it mostly happens at night like mm -hmm. right before bedtime or like it's dark out or you're getting sleepy when your brain's like not fully functioning and thinking all of the things and specifically last night I um, had worked a really long day at my full-time job and then I worked again a part-time job for three hours and I was driving home and it was dark and I was tired and I was like oh I just want that feeling of connection again, where I can just complain about my day and be sad and like go home and cuddle and all the things. Right. And like, I can have that. I can literally text anyone at any time. And I, you know, thought that I was going to text my ex. Well, I didn't think I was going to, but I had an urge to text my ex-boyfriend and FaceTime and just not the most recent ex-boyfriend, Jillia, don't worry. <laughs> but just an ex-boyfriend that I'm friendly with. Right. Um, Someone that like, you feel like you've had that connection with in the past. Like, right. Yeah. And that, so like, I knew that like, like comfort. Exactly. Yes. Literally comfort and like nothing more than just comfort. But I think um, I was, I knew that I was just feeling those feelings because I was tired. I was exhausted. I had just seen like 15 people on social media posting their engagement photos and kissing their boyfriend. And now there's like this trend on Instagram where you can like tag people and like tag your love. Have you seen that? No. no. So it's like a little white square. Um, oh, and like, like tap in. Tap in. Yes. Tap mm. in. But like, I was just, I, I think that. yesterday, there was a lot of, <laughs> but like yesterday there was one that was like, tap in your love or whatever Valentine's day is coming up. So like, those are in my subconscious, I think. And mm -hmm. so instead of following the urge and texting him or FaceTiming him or whatever, I sent a voice note to Brenda and I said, listen, I'm feeling these things and I'm not going to like follow through with that urge because 
I am so content. And this is something I do all the time now too. Sorry, I'm like rambling. No, no, <laughs> but, I everything you're saying, Liz. I okay. Um, but I, something that I saw Adrian Bailon talk about in a TikTok, I think, um, was separating the facts from the feelings. And this stuck with me so hard because I feel certain things so deeply and like, I feel it in my heart, but my brain knows the truth. My brain knows like what my, my higher self wants. So I was feeling these urges and feelings to text or FaceTime or whatever, reach out and get some comfort. But my like facts in my brain know I'm so content being single right now. I really, really want to enjoy this time of being with myself because I know that it's not going to last forever. And I know that I'm going to find a person, the person, whoever, um, when I decide that it's time and I'm going to miss these days of like having all this time to myself and doing literally whatever the fuck I want at whatever time. Um, so I was, yeah, separating the facts from the feelings and just really honing in on the fact that like, I love being by myself right now. I don't need that person or that specific connection. And I can like suppress this, not suppress, what's the word we're looking for? Like yeah. get rid of this feeling yeah. by sending a voice note to one of my best friends. And that will then get it out of my body and out of my voice and I'm good and I move on. And you yeah. do end up ultimately getting that connection that you're seeking. Like it's yeah. Like yeah. different than like the picture you have of it in your brain, but the feeling and like the, mm -hmm. the process your body is going to go through is the same. Like you're getting yeah. that connection that you were seeking. And I feel like I'm so glad you brought it up because I think it's something everyone has experienced, but I think sometimes people feel like embarrassed that they're feeling that way. So then they don't reach out to the friend and then you either mm -hmm. like don't really feel better or you end up doing the text your ex thing or text, you yes. know, whoever's yeah. in your dating app thing. Like, because so we feel like embarrassed that we're to share that we're feeling that way. Cause I think it's a hard thing to, to say like, Hey, like to a friend to say like, Hey, like I'm feeling lonely or like, Hey, I'm like, I just need some connection right now. Like, can you chat? Like it's kind of, for some reason, it's a hard thing. I think sometimes to ask, Yeah. but, yeah. but I, it's so powerful because it probably is more productive and probably will actually ultimately make you feel better than texting the texting the random person in your in your dms or in your like dating app just to have some attention a hundred percent and i think that that's something that like we talk about all the time um is releasing the shame like the only way to release shame on certain things like that is to just say it out loud and once you say it out loud and it's out there you realize oh it's not that scary it's not as scary as it was when it was inside my brain yeah. Totally. It like kind of desensitizes. And I feel like that goes for so many things. Like I think people feel shame around so many different types of urges, right? Because our brain is going to make any sort of like novel suggestions to us. That's just what it does. Like that, that's what it likes to do. So I think sometimes when we have certain thoughts, we just attach so much meaning to them about what it says about us as a person, how we let it define us, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, it's like when we bring that to light and when we kind of just like shine it on that shame, instead of it growing, it just kind of disappears or at least dissipates. And I have so many questions for you, Liz, because I think that somebody listening to this show would think about a couple of things based on what you're saying. And for us that know you personally, um, how did you come to a place where you've made like peace with the idea of being single right now in the sense of, I even hate saying the word single because it, I feel like it has such a negative connotation of sorts when like in general, but how did you, for someone that really loves love, which there's nothing wrong with, but like, how did you release that? Like not being in a romantic relationship right now, like doesn't say anything about you as a person, doesn't say anything about your ability to be loved by someone, doesn't say anything about like your status in life, like any of those things. How did you start to make peace with that? And it's okay if it's not like hundred percent peace, but like, I know it's shifted. I feel it. Yeah. So I guess, hmm, okay. So if I'm backtracking a little bit, I, when I, since I started dating, like 14, 15, I have been dating for marriage. I think that every man who talks to me for more than 10 minutes 
that actually likes me as a human being is my future husband. Like that's how I've been my whole fucking life. And you guys know, and I've always been that way. And so because of that, I have let so many things slip and like not slip, but I've just let things happen Mm -hmm. and accepted them as, oh, that's fine because this person fits the mold of boyfriend for me. So I will then compensate for all of the red flags and all of the things. Mm -hmm. And I think that I've always done that, but it really, like once I graduated college and I wasn't in the college dating scene anymore, my first real boyfriend outside of that became my boyfriend for almost two years. And I did that same thing. I, all the red flags, I just let them go. And I focused on the green flags. And when my friends asked me questions, you know, in the beginning, I'm a very open book. So in the beginning, I was like, oh, I'm going to tell you all these things. And then when I realized that they were like kind of clocking his shit, I was like, oh, I can't, I can't talk about the bad things anymore because they'll make me break up with him. And then I'm going to be alone and all these things. And I think that because I was in that for so long of like, just allowing these things to continue to happen I started to feel this that little tinge of a feeling in my gut of like something's not right this isn't it like this just doesn't feel like it's it's right or feel aligned with me right now and I couldn't really explain it and I think that after I had a lot of long talks the, the point where my whole mindset changed was this conversation that Brenda and I had at work. And I was really struggling with like, do I break up with him? Like, do I allow these things to keep happening and all this stuff? And, you know, she's a sweetie patootie. She's like, well, I'm not telling you what to do, but if you feel this way, maybe you should think about and write about. And I'm like, all right, enough bullshit. If we're drunk in a bathroom and you don't know me and I'm a stranger and I'm telling you this story, what would you say? And she said, I would say you have to break up with him. And I said, okay. And that's what I did the next day. So that moment where I felt like I was in control And like that kind of felt like one of those pivotal moments, like a movie where you realize your worth and like what you've been doing this whole time and like what can change. And you're like, okay, this is the moment where I change it. Mm -hmm. I think ever since then, I have known that this where I'm where I am right now, living in an apartment on my own, drinking a freaking cup of tea, talking with my friends, hanging out like this feeling of independence is what I have wanted this whole time. And I have just been kind of covering that up with this feeling of like, I need connection. I need someone to love me, but no, I don't. Like I just needed to love myself enough to, to show myself that like, oh, you are okay on your own. And if you're in a relationship, that person is supposed to compliment you in a way where like, you know, like the yin yang symbol, like they should have qualities that you don't have, but they should also be bringing to the table just as much as you are. Like you should not be compensating for them. And I felt like for my whole life in all these relationships, I was always giving 95% and accepting 5% and then wondering why, like I wasn't happy or wondering why it didn't work out or all the things. And I think that like, because I truly believe that I had to go through all of those like horrible, weird, crazy relationships and crazy things in order to get to the point where I was with someone for so long, genuinely not even thought, like I knew, like I believed that I was marrying this man. There was no question. And I think that like, because I went through all of that and like, realize like, oh my gosh, this isn't my person. Like I, I need to love me. I need to work on me. Like I am not where I like need to be in order to like have a relationship with someone or start a family or move into a home. Like I can't do all these things if I'm not a hundred percent where I want to be first, because I was, because I wasn't where I wanted to be. I was also attracting people at that level. So I was attracting people who weren't where they wanted to be. And that was just like broken. It was like a broken foundation and you have to have something to build upon. So that was a very long-winded way, but um, 
I do no, think that like that was when I started to really, I, I really focus on loving myself. And I think that that's why I'm so genuinely comfortable with being quote unquote alone. And I honestly, I'm not freaking alone. I talk to my friends all day. I talk to people I love all day. I make, I make time and make those like conscious efforts to make connections, call my parents. Like I'm very close with my dad and my mom. Um, and like, if I do feel that feeling of like loneliness, sadness, like I refuse to go back into those phases where I used to be where I used to just sit in it and be miserable about it because then it just grows and it grows and it grows and it grows and it grows until it blows up. Mm -hmm. And when it blows up, it just goes right back to where it was again. Like once it blows up and you just keep repeating the same thing, like that's not productive. So I think that like really the second I feel anything now, I just say it. And if I'm lonely, I just tell someone because then the feeling dissipates, it goes away and I can move on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You said so many good things. Yeah. Seriously. Like so so much truth, vulnerability, like this stuff isn't easy to talk about. Like it might be easier because you're talking to your friends, but realistically there is an audience here. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's hard stuff to talk about. And I agree, like it's, you're not alone and stuff like that, but it's easy to get stuck, especially I think around this time of year in those thoughts of, you know, people are showing their love to their significant others, all those things. And I think one of the most interesting, not even interesting, the most powerful things that I've seen in you specifically when it comes to this is how you've shifted your perspective to genuinely, in terms of comparison, like to genuinely be happy for people in your life. And I know you and I have had a very open conversation before and about just like how there used to be a little bit of like nerves around sharing certain things because like didn't want to trigger you or like anything like that and it was never intended that way nor did I believe that you should be triggered as a result but you never know how people are going to respond so anyway one of the most powerful things I've witnessed in you is like how you've switched you've become so sure in yourself and your worth and all and your value and everything that like when somebody tells you something excited, you're genuinely happy for them. Even when it comes to relationships, like even if it's something that like, of course, does everybody want a little snuggle sesh? Sure. But at the same time, like if somebody's telling you about theirs, you are genuinely like, you know what? I'm happy for you because it's almost like, even though you don't know what the future holds, you know that because you've worked on you so actively that you're going to come across the person that's going to like fill that for you. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, it's also like so interesting because I still have those automatic thoughts. Like that doesn't necessarily go away right away. So even when you were talking about your prides, both of you mentioned your boyfriend and for a split second, my brain goes to fuck. I wish that was me. Fuck. I wish I had a boyfriend like Chris that did that. Fuck. I wish that I had a boyfriend who was holding a cute baby and my ovaries were exploding. (laughs) Like I wish I had that, but then it's just interesting that now that I've done all this internal work, right after that um, automatic thought is an automatic thought of like, oh, I'm so happy for my friend or like, oh, yeah. I'm so happy that my friend is so happy. And no and like in that being the first thought, but like not no. like that take over and, you know, being the thing that sticks with you, like is what's important. Exactly. Like, of course, sometimes we're going to have feelings that we don't really like or want to ruminate on. And sometimes they come up, but it's having tools to move forward in a more positive way. A hundred percent. And I think it's the easy choice to sit in it. And it's the easy choice to only mm-hmm. focus on that. Whereas it just takes a little bit more effort to flip that. Yep. And then it's literally separating the facts from the feelings, flip that. And yeah. like, wow, the fact is my friend is so happy and like has found a person who's actually treating her the way that she deserves. And that's, what's important to me as yeah. a friend. Yeah. I love all that Liz. And I like what, um, I wanted to circle back to what we were saying before about like um, spending time alone and like being in your house and, you know, having your team talking to your friends. Like, I think that like we've, there's this like thing that's missing that people are like, oh, well, if I'm alone, like literally just like alone in your house, that like you're alone instead of that being like time with yourself. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big thing for me when I was living all alone. I was like changing that the way of thinking of, oh, I'm not alone. Like I'm having time with myself. 
And yeah. like, I fucking love time with myself. Like I <laughs> crave time with myself. And like yeah. we talked about this on Monday's episode, but I think that that's kind of like something that I wish more, like everyone, you know, would know of like, yeah, sometimes you do feel lonely and you want people physically around you, but like finding ways to really enjoy time with yourself because like that time can be just as fun and just as awesome as time with a friend or time with a significant other it's just about how you think about it and how you choose to spend it if you're gonna be home alone and spend it being sad about being home alone like yeah you're gonna feel like crap but if you like take that time and like this is time I have with me how do I want to spend it just as you would with time with a friend what do we want to do today yeah so it's just a way of shifting that um so for but for someone who like around this time, like is feeling some of those maybe thoughts that like popped up of like, I don't, I don't love myself hundred percent right now. And it's, there's something wrong with me that I don't have a boyfriend right now. Or like, I'm feeling upset and like, I don't feel great about myself. Like though, for someone who's having those thoughts come up, like what, what kind of things would you tell her to do? I think my instinct is to journal it out is number one. Um, Because I think that we can get really caught up in all of the feelings and all of the thoughts. So to write them down and put pen to paper and get them out of your brain and onto something physical is there's something that is so freeing. And it's also just gives you so much clarity. Um, I think that if they're looking, like if they genuinely want to be with someone something that really sticks with me is write down all the things that you want your person to have like think of your dream person um and be very specific about their traits what they think about certain topics like what their favorite color is do they eat I don't know do they like red wine like all these things and then you have to start thinking, okay, well, what would that person want in a person? And am I being that? Mm. Am I embodying that? Because the type of person that I personally want is someone with drive, someone with ambition, someone who knows what they want out of life. And if they don't know what they want, they're willing to go figure it out. And something that really affected me is I was wanting all of these things in a person but I wasn't being that. I wasn't on that level. So how am I, like, do you think that type of person, me talking to myself at Elizabeth, do you think that type of person wants a girl who is like miserable all the time, knowing she's miserable and actively choosing not to take the steps to make herself not miserable, Mm -hmm. um, never leaving the house, never reaching out to her friends, just sitting in it and accepting that this is life, life is going to fucking suck. And that's it. No, that person's not going to want that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that, and that, that also that vision of that person can change. So like right now, that's what I want in a person. I'm sure in a year or two years, that might not be what I want. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you're looking for a person that has all these traits, you need to then embody those traits as well. Yeah. And just um, to say, like, I agree, but just say, like, you don't have to be perfect in order to yeah, be lovable. Oh, no. But it's just like the, it's the doing the work. It's the doing the work to, to, in like, the steps to become the type of person you want to be. Like, nobody is ever perfect at any time in their life. And sometimes you're doing better in some areas than other. Like, and you do not need to be the perfect version of yourself in order to be lovable but you do need to be working on yourself, I think. And you need to be, you know, active in embodying those qualities. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's hard in that sense too, because like for me personally, so much of the work that I've done has been while being in a relationship, just based on the timing. But I think that's something for people that might be in a relationship and do have work to do right now. Like, I think that something that's important to ask yourself is, does, is this person like giving me the space to grow comfortable with my like shifts and changes? Like, I think something that people have asked me when it comes to like the way in which we've navigated so much is I have never felt like like tied down or like I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think that that's so important, whether it's now or whether in the future with a partner or something like that is like someone that like 
fucking screams to the mountaintops for your growth. Like lets you do your thing. I have a new, you both know this and the whole audience knows this. I have a new idea or ambition probably daily (laughs) and like somebody who like is, is cool with that, you know? Um, but support you and make it feel like possible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, it's tricky. It definitely is. But I, I love that. And I know that both of you, that was something that you did after you went through difficult breakups was like kind of taking the time to really reflect and being like, okay, what were all the things that didn't work in this? And what are the non-negotiables that I will not accept in the future? Mm -hmm. And I think to like defend anyone who's been in a tricky relationship before too I think like there are some things that you don't know until you know meaning like there are certain things or traits that you experience that like I think either based on the media or based on love that we see around us that might not always be the best forms of love like it can convince you into thinking that certain things are acceptable um like I think when it comes to some like this thing like oh this is what you do for love like I think sometimes people do accept things that are less than what they deserve because they think they're supposed to and I don't think that's necessarily like our fault um I think so much of it is just like what we see and experience but um I've like been getting emotional at certain points of this episode because I see Liz and the way she's talking now and it's like oh my god I'm really gonna cry um I'll I'll, I'll cry too if you cry so (laughs) don't fucking cry (laughs) I I just like I don't know I guess I think about people that could be in a situation right now where they're just feeling lost and maybe alone or maybe feeling like hopeless or unsure of how their life is gonna unfold and I just feel like Liz you are such an example of a person that like really said, I'm going to own my shit and I'm going to take control of my life and my relationships. And I'm going to do things that I thought were impossible only a couple of months ago. You know, I'm going to feel uncomfortable financially in some ways, but I'm going to, you know, take this big leap and live on my own and channel independence. And even if my biggest fear was being alone and not being, having a person to call a partner and whatnot, like I'm going to literally just break up with the person that I'm with and go live on my own and see like what I have to offer the world. So I think that sometimes even our biggest fears or the things that were, you know, terrify us or that we think we're not capable of, it's so often taking that leap and opening your heart to people around you um, who care for you, like can just lead you in so, so the right direction and it can prove you wrong. You know, I feel like I've seen you break so many limiting beliefs in your life of things that you didn't think were possible just in a couple of months because you had the courage to risk that yeah oh my god you're making me cry for real but I think being afraid to lean on your people like you know I think sometimes we're so ashamed to to say that we didn't have it all together or that we don't have it all together or that we need support but you know lean people the the best version of love is like supporting you know supporting the people that you love so lean on the people that you love and like that's not shameful that's part of building relationships and bond and you know that's why that's why you gather people in your life even if you only have one person or even if it's just a podcast Mm -hmm. or a pet like like lean on your people when you need them a hundred percent a hundred percent. And honestly, Bren, when you said like, I'm just thinking that there are people out there that are in these shitty situations, like, God, have I been there? Like I, I was just there literally. So a couple of months ago, I'm there every other day. Like the today just happens to be a day where I can talk about this stuff in such a positive light. But of course there are days where I, I can't even get through it without crying. So like, if you are there and you are in that shitty space, honestly, you can Instagram DM me. Um, I don't have a lot of those followers or anything, but go right ahead. Um, but no, if you are there, just know that like it does get better. And that's the most annoying thing that people say is like time heals all and it will get better and all that crap. But that crap is continually being said because it is true. And as long as you're actively doing the work that you know is as best aligned as you can get it for your higher self and who you know you want to be, um, then you will get through it. And it, it gets so much better. Like making that really tough decision and going through that really hard couple of days, weeks, months 
was the best decision of my entire life thus far. And I will, I will go to my grave on that because like, look where I am. I am literally living my dream life because I went through this horrible, treacherous, emotional catastrophe, you know, but like, I'm so just content and happy where I am. And if I were to go back and do it all over again, I would not change a single, a single thing. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Liz. Um, before we let you go, how are you going to show yourself some extra love this Valentine's Day? Hmm. I think that love comes in so many different forms. So I think this Valentine's Day, wow, I haven't made plans. I normally do do a Galentine's Day um, with my old college roommate slash best friend. So we'll probably do that on Saturday. But I think Valentine's Day, the actual day, I'm going to probably watch something good, light some candles, maybe drink some tea um listen to a couple podcasts I'll probably journal a lot I love to write but yeah I'm just gonna I'm honestly gonna feel the vibes if I want a glass of wine maybe I'll throw one in there I don't know but I'll definitely I'll definitely be enjoying myself enjoying my time with myself while I still have it yeah and if you need some some connection I'm actually free on Valentine's Day so Brenda and I are hanging out Jelly I are coming to New York wow I love it yeah sorry Nathan Julia's coming over that's what happens when (laughs) and Elizabeth in your future my best piece of advice get a person with the same with a similar schedule I don't know though because you found one with a different schedule and he's pretty great so maybe (laughs) he's pretty great and I have gained a lot of independence but for um for anyone today if you are in a romantic relationship and you are unhappy and you are unfulfilled and you know there is more out there listen to your gut think about it reflect and know that I'm certain if you're feeling those things questioning them talk it out with someone you trust Mm -hmm. and if it's not for you, it's not for you. And if you are someone that defines themselves as single and maybe feels some type of way about that during this Valentine's Day, just know that you are worthy of love. You will find a person if that is something that you desire. If you don't desire a relationship, all good. You don't have to. Um, But no matter what end of the spectrum you're on at this time of year, you are worthy of feeling loved, whether it's by your friends or your family or your pup whatever it is. Um, But if you don't have someone to connect with, communicate with, or anything in between on Valentine's Day, obviously you guys can chat with us, whether it's myself and Julia in our DMs or whether it's Liz, we'll plug in her Instagram in the show notes. And we're here for you always. Yep. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We love you. We love you. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.